meeting is being transcribed. This meeting is being recorded. Hi, is the meeting? Uh, uh, does someone have the microphone on in the room? Okay. okay. Uh, uh, is the main computer? Yeah, it is muted. Well, we'll, we'll figure it out. Oh, someone this <laughs> Okay, this is the meeting of the Public Utilities Revenue Bond Oversight Committee for June 6, 2023. The time is 9.02 a.m. On the call of the roll, uh, Chair Liao. Present. Liao present. Vice Chair Camp. Present. Camp present. Member uh, Boothie. Present. Boothie present. Member Tang. Present. Tang present. Uh, Member Holliber. Present. Holliber present. We have a quorum. Uh, item number two. Uh, general public comment. Members of the public may address the RBOC on matters that are within the committee's jurisdiction, but not on today's agenda. Give me a moment. Mr. Pelpel, do you have any public comment or anybody else? If you can go ahead and just announce if you'd like mm, to make any public comment. Nothing at this time. Thanks. Okay. There is no public comment on this item. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Public comment is now closed. Okay, next on the agenda is item number three, RBOC audit update. Uh, thank you, Mr. Clerk, and good morning, everyone, to uh, the June RBOC meeting. For this agenda item, we'll cover two topics. One is an update on the ongoing audit, and the second is um, essentially the um, proposal for the third RBOC audit that is upcoming after this one will be finished. So why don't we start with the update on the current audit, and with that, I'll turn it over to the CSA and to the audit team, please. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, good morning, RBOC committee. Um, this is Hunter with City Services Auditor. A short update on the current, um, the current audit report. We uh, had a good productive exit conference that we held with PUC on the 18th, I believe, of May. Um, we were able to discuss the report and get a lot of written, um, both written and uh, verbal feedback from them at the exit. Uh, member camp was there as well. Um, so at this point, we have the comments. We're working on a round of reviews to get through those and incorporate what we can. Um, we are uh, still, we are waiting once we're done with that, we'll be sending that back to the departments um, and we'll be awaiting their formal response to the recommendations. Um, as of right now, I believe we're targeting uh, July for an issuance. And I know that our next meeting will be in August 1st, I think, for the RBOC, uh, the next RBOC public meeting. Um, so we do anticipate having that in there for, for the August meeting. Uh, but other than that, that's all we have as an update for the current report. So we can take any questions before moving on to um, talking about the third, the third audit. Um, Member Camp, any any thoughts from that exit interview? Anything you'd like to share with the committee? Uh, I think my role was very limited in that. I think it was maybe my role was very limited on that call. It's I think it's between I think PUC and uh, the controller. To, to figure out those last bits of details of what they need to do. It sounded like we're close. 
Does the committee have any, any questions, any, any thoughts? Okay. Well, thank you for that update. Um, I think we're ready to move on to the second topic within this agenda item, and that is planning for the uh, third audit. And I'll back over to CSA and the audit team. Yeah, I can, um, I can turn this over. I believe we have uh, some slides in the agenda um, for this topic, and I will turn it over to the HKA and Yano team. Can we bring up the uh, slides? That's probably a good way to uh, start it. I'll let you know you've seen these before. If you've been on the committee for any bit of time, uh, we have updated them to uh, take into account some of the uh, revisions and information that we've learned over the past. So hopefully we can get those up. There are there aren't many. Uh, Mr. Clark, uh, do you have? Um, just uh, I wasn't ready for that. Let me okay. pull it off the website. And generally, you'll remember that the, the audit starts with sort of a risk assessment process for the selection. Um, the audit team met uh, to do that about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Uh, and we also had several follow-up sessions. And I'd say we're, we're close with the selection, but we're not definitely finalized because I, I, it kind of accelerated with the chairman's request. But there we go. There we are. Great. And um, uh, do you mind reminding us a little bit about the methodology that you use, you know, statistical sampling versus non-statistical sampling, how the previous, how you recommended the previous bonds for audits and how you're recommending this ones, and really the breakout between wastewater and water, um, and how you're really thinking about, about this audit compared to the previous ones. I'll kind of start and then let Eugene kind of get more into the granular um, esoteric part of that selection. But <laughs> um, we, we, we definitely use a non-statistical sampling approach. So the risk assessment is designed to understand where the projects with the highest level and concentration of issues exist. So that includes significant expenditures or things that are high risk endeavors, such as renovation projects or large infrastructure aspects of it. We also like to get kind of a crossover where bonds that are funding multiple projects are utilized. You know, part, part of the legislative, legislative history here was to provide some level of security to the ratepayers and the committee that the money is being spent appropriately. So to do that, we try and get a cross section of expenditures over various areas, wastewater, power, and water, as well as different types of projects. Uh, the funding sources being different. All these are funded through different bonds, so we're looking for that crossover. Uh, we did put a focus on green projects versus non-green bond series. And we're also, as part of the audit, more in the first year and less now, the whole commercial paper process where bonds uh, refunded commercial paper and there were refinancings. We spent a lot of time in that in the first year, less time on it this year. And uh, we, as you've heard in the prior audits, had issues with some of the backup in the records, particularly on the very, very old projects. Um, I think time just passed and the records were 
Donna, I will tell you, PEC bent over backwards to get everything for us. They were incredibly cooperative and helpful in doing that. Eugene, do you want to give a little sort of background on the three areas and how we sort of dived in, dove into that? Sure. Um, Eugene Yano from Yano Accountancy. Good morning, um, members of the RBOC. Um, if, you know, looking at uh, what we've done, at least, you know, looking at phase three versus phase one, if we look at, and, and I'll start with water, um, the risky projects at water, we look, we actually looked at all the big risky projects in phase one. And as we looked at some of the other uh, high dollars, but relatively low risk projects, such as uh, laying of concrete pipe, there's a lot of dollars involved, um, but they were at, they were expected to be, to be, and they were relatively low risk in terms of um, actual versus, but, you know, versus budget and uh, not very many change orders and the change orders that were there were um you know primarily due to differing soil conditions you know when when you're digging holes and you find uh, obstructions that uh you didn't expect so um you know there there were basically like three or four projects on WESIP that were problematic and we looked at them so as we looked at water uh there was mu there's much less risk from our perspective going forward in terms of where we are in phase three uh, with power um we didn't get it we are only looking at power for phases two and three so uh we needed to look at a couple power bonds so that was uh the reasoning for the selection there's only been like uh four series and uh, one of the series was only $7 million compared to the other three. So um, that really drove our uh, selections for power. Um, and as we see going forward, uh, wastewater is big. It's complex. Um, the projects are much more unique versus, you know, much more cookie cutter, uh, large, you know, in general, I mean, you know, with water, right, you're rebuilding a dam, so that's not cookie cutter, but um, a lot more non-cookie cutter projects, as I would call them, are sitting in wastewater, which adds a, a large element of risk. And so um, if we look at, you know, what we've done, right, uh, we've now looked at, of the six bonds we've selected for each uh, of the three phases, uh, three in each phase has, has been wastewater. Um, when we looked at uh, the 2023 A and B, um, that actually in includes the uh, commercial paper defeasance because uh, these two bond series were actually issued within the past couple of months or past three months, uh, sometime in April. But um, a large chunk of both of those bonds uh, defeased commercial paper expenditures that occurred prior to June uh, 30th, 2022. And in fact, 2023A, uh, just the commercial paper portion is larger than any other uh, single series that's been issued in wastewater, if we look at any other bond series in total. So um, 2023A and B ended up being good uh, selections, even if we can only look at the commercial paper portions. Um, 
the green versus non-green uh, primarily because of dollar value. I mean, um, PUC is going for green, you know, green projects, right? And the non-green projects are the ones mostly rehab that you can do much less, you know, that you can't do much about in terms of making them green. Um, we have, you know, on, because of the way that uh, SFPUC funds and um, it's reasonable under the circumstances given the, that these are long projects. Um, excuse me, I need to. Eugene, I, can, I, I would like to just back up to the first slide. Sure. Just to remind everyone if we could go up one slide, uh, six on your. There we go. This uh, this is sort of the objective, and as you all know, we're it's a performance audit using government accepted auditing standards, generally accepted government auditing standards, GAGAS. And again, this legislative mandate was put in place, and the objectives just primarily to remind everybody. The money's used properly and the expenses are properly supported. Um, it's allocated within the right bond series, the accounting's done appropriately, and the cost controls are in place to ensure, you know, the performance objectives are met. So th those are kind of the audit objectives set out within the standards that we're utilizing as an overall basis to develop the audit program. And more of a reminder, I know many of you have been on the committee throughout this process, uh, but it's always good in my mind to kind of refresh you what we're doing and why we're doing. Yeah. And then if you want to continue, Eugene, we can maybe slip, uh, go to a uh, full slide, which kind of yeah. details the dollars. Um, Mr. Clerk, can you go to slide four, I think? Yes. Um, I don't know if that can be... Um, uh, yeah, for, for, for those who are not um, in the conference room. What we have here is a listing of all the bonds that we know have been issued uh, and, and subject to ARBOC oversight, right? Because there have been other bonds that have been issued that refund earlier series um, and therefore not subject to ARBOC oversight. And the six, we have six bonds series uh, highlighted in bold here. Okay. I think, oh, I think 18B needed to be, oh, no, I'm sorry, 18, 18B is listed in phase two here, but it's actually phase three, so. I see five, I don't see six. Yeah, what happened is uh, water, wastewater 2018B is listed as phase two. It should be phase three and, phase and three. bolted. We, we missed the type, we missed a uh, quality control, I apologize. Yep. So uh, my apologies. So anyway, that's really where we, where we are um, in terms of uh, the dollar amounts of our bond selections. And, and um, so, you know, if we look at um, I hmm. mean, you can you can look at the dollars involved with the bonds and see, obviously, that we're we're focused on trying to get large dollar amounts that are being presented in these bonds and right. trying to over the course of the audits go through different aspects of the work right you know so if you look at the power bonds right 
of the $196 million that have been um, issued on power, uh, 138 million, yeah, 100, about 138 100 out of 196 have been issued in the past couple of years. So um, that, that basically says, you know, now we're, there's uh, much more of a concentration on power in relative terms than there has been in the past. And by contrast, the larger water elements were in the earlier years. That's come down. There's substantial amounts, but the exposure was in the early issues. Right. You know, for example, if you look at the relative amounts, right, in water um, in the past several years versus wastewater, um, um, yeah, it's all now slanted towards wastewater. And so that's where our focus. We put much more focus on wastewater than water. Thank you. This is uh, this is super helpful and uh, and great to, to to have this overview and this uh, this this perspective of how you are thinking about this. Uh, let me ask a question to the committee. Any any reflections? Any any thoughts? Any questions? Yeah, the, I was just saying. I, I mean, we we did the trip up to Hetch Hetchy last week, right? Very educational. But what Eugene, what you just said about like you know, our priorities are shifting to wastewater and power, that actually really reflects sort of the anecdotal evidence we got from the site visits, like what has been done in the past and what, what we're working on today and what has to happen in the future, right? And so um, definitely uh, a power that, that stood out as something that has been getting less attention in, in relative terms compared to water projects, right? Um, so we visited the Tesla facility, what is it, Suno? It's an agenda item. We'll talk yeah. about the visit. So this, this really just high level, this really reflects on what we saw from the site visit. Thank you. Thank you for that. Any any other thoughts, reflections, questions from the committee? Yes. You know, I guess the only question I have is that um, I guess there's somewhat of, when you're looking at which um, bonds to uh, audit, um, as you mentioned, you know, the bonds that reflect projects with more risk. Um, and what about kind of like, you know, recency and relevancy of the bonds? Like I noticed the water is from 2017. That's a little bit dated now. Um, but I guess nothing since then has been particularly large value, at least not since 2020. Is that member Holliver? Yes. And I ask a question? Yes. Uh, well, Member Holliver, first, thanks for the question. I think it really reflects, you know, the, the, rel the relative activity, right, in the three enterprises. And we really did want to just look at a water bond. And um, depending on, you know, what's been going on with each, each of the series, they can also um, – um, it, it may take a little bit more time to to uh, spend out the bond than what was thought, you know, it, because of the, the there's multiple FIFOs going on as well. So, and, you know, and if you look at the more recent water bonds, they're actually pretty small in terms of, you know, uh, what's really subject to Arbach oversight. Okay, thank you. 
Yeah, it's it, there. There is there is actually science to this. It's not just this randomized theory. Um, having done this work, <laughs> Dean's done it as long as I have. You you begin to understand the exposures based that large dollars mean exposure. Um, that makes sense. While certain things can happen in you know smaller situations, it's it's far more likely and um, inherent in large dollar expenditures to see it. And that's come out of the audit findings. I mean, every audit finding we've developed is very much linked to large spends. And I think in the report, if you get this issue, there's a section on where we're explaining why we pick those specific bonds, right? That's something. Yes. 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 That's useful. Uh, great. Any other comments or questions from the committee? No. So I have a question for the committee. Based on what we heard today from CSA and the audit team, are we ready to essentially approve these prelim preliminary bond selections so that the team can proceed with their work? Sure. I see nodding. Um, Mr. Clerk, how should we approach this? Is this a formal, um, or maybe CA Blake, is this a formal motion or? Do we need to create a motion for a future agenda since this was not previously uh, scheduled for approval? No, it was not. No, it's an agenda item. It's an agenda That's right. They proposed essentially a bond selection for the next audit. And the committee is in agreement. Um, give me a moment. Uh, Okay, uh, what was that motion? Uh, so the motion is to approve the bond selection as presented by CSA and the audit team. Okay, we have a, a motion from uh, Member Camp. Okay, make the motion, yes. Have a second? Member Thang uh, is uh, second. And motion to approve bond selection, and what's the rest of that? Uh, motion to approve the bond selection the preliminary bond selection as presented by CSA and HKA and Yano. Camp made a motion, Tang uh, made a second. Got it. Okay, uh, that being the motion, is there anyone who would like to make public comment on this? Uh, yes, David Pilpel. Please proceed. Uh, okay, uh, two items. As to the uh, instant selection of the bonds, I'm a little not clear on which bonds are recommended. Is if this is for phase two or phase three on uh, the slide numbered four, that's page nine in the uh, packet. But uh, regardless, I I think that the selection of the uh, bonds should be relatively proportional to the uh, bonds that have been um, issued or yeah, that have been issued. Um, so if this is either the phase two or phase three um, so uh, recommendation, uh, it seems like it's more weighted to wastewater um, and to some extent uh, power and less uh, water and, and Hetchy uh, related. And so I would suggest uh, suggest making it somewhat more uh, proportional. That's my sense on the uh, audit selection. Going back to some of the uh, previous uh, comments, I appreciated the 
discussion a, a couple of minutes ago about the relative risk of projects, and so I hope the um, audit report um, for the current phase, and again, I'm a little less clear on, on which phase we're in with, with all these uh, different things, um, but that there be some discussion about the relative risk of um, the different uh, project types and how that um, may inform uh, risk assessment for uh, future projects, both for uh, staff, the commission, and, and the public, and ultimately that the uh, ratepayers uh, get as good value of from projects as uh, possible, uh, including uh, consideration of uh, various risk elements uh, for projects, whether they're uh, dams, pipelines, um, linear and nonlinear assets, various asset categories. Uh, risk is, is certainly an incredibly important uh, issue, and I hope that um, some of the uh, areas that were explored by the um, uh, staff and consultants uh, here be included in the report. Thanks very much. Thank you. Uh, is there anybody else who would like to make public comment? I don't think there's anybody else with us on the phone. Well, thank you, Mr. Clerk. Uh, public comment is now closed. I just want to, just before we go on, if you are joining us uh, via the computer, if you do want to make public comment, you can raise your hand using the computer, and that way I know you want to make public comment. I do not see any raised hands. Okay, public comment is closed. On this motion, Vice Chair Camp. Aye. Camp, aye. Member Vuthi. Aye. Vuthi, aye. Member Tang. Aye. Tang, aye. Member Holliber. Aye. Holliber, aye. Chair Liao. Aye. Leo, aye. The motion passes. No objection. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. And now we can uh, call up the next agenda item. Yes, item four is RBOC planning for future audits. Uh, thank you, Mr. Clerk. Uh, first, we would like to thank uh, Member Tang and Member Ruthie for their work on, on, on this agenda item. This is something that has been in the works for quite some time. It required quite a bit of work offline outside of the committee to really bring us to where we are at today. So thank you for that work. And with that, over to Member Tang. Actually, I, so thanks so much for um, the remarks. And I also want to thank Winnie Wu and the CSA team who helped us put this of RFP drafts together based on all the feedback received from the committee. So um, I think, I believe today the purpose of the meeting today is to collect any feedback from the committee and see if there are any suggestions or comments, um, um, yeah, any any edits that the committee has so that CSA can like modify the RFP based on the feedback received today. So. Can I pass this to Winnie? So thank you for joining us. Would you like to take a need and see how would you like to collect the feedback from the committee? Yeah, good morning, committee members. This is um, Winnie Wu with the controller CSA. Um, so I believe the uh, draft RFP was is included in the slides. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure if the members has 
had a chance to take a look at the draft, but we would appreciate, you know, this this is initial draft, so I can incorporate any of the feedbacks that you may have. Uh, but essentially, starting on um, slide 12 um, is the introduction, just basically talking about SFPUC, the role of the different uh, agencies, ARBOC, and a little description on what revenue bonds is. Um, you know, I had put down as a for the term of the contract for two years, um, if that's okay with the members. Um, I, I believe member Tang had uh, suggested 18 months, um, but I just knowing how how the work may it may take longer than anticipated, I, I included two years. Um, and then the anticipated <clears throat> contract amount on, I'm looking at page two of the RFP. Um, I had uh, put down about 250,000. Um, I would appreciate if that is an amount that uh, the committee members had in mind, or is that a feasible amount? I think I think based on the recent um, annual report, so as of June 2022, we have 2.1 million dollar funds available for our box to spend on that. <laughs> I think actually <laughs> yeah. yes, yeah. as of the end of the last fiscal year, but then we have the accrued from the uh, phase two audit, and then it will be whatever will be part of phase three. Sure. And ballpark because I don't quite remember exactly the numbers, but I think it's about 200k each, give or take. So first of all, I, I would like to thank uh, Winnie for giving us a starting point because we didn't provide you any information about the cost estimate. So we were interested in what uh, the CSA's suggestion about those cost estimates. So the 250, it's good to know that's what CSA. But um, I just want to remind the committee that for the current bond audit. Um, the budget, I believe, is $400,000 flat fee for each six audits on the annual basis. So I'm just, I'm curious, I'm wondering what you guys think about the $250,000. Given the, the nature of the evaluation, um, the magnitude, um, shall we consider increase that amount? But I think we can have a conversation now. I mean, I have several reflections that I would like to share, but before I do that, I wonder whether Member Wufi, you've been working with Member Tang, that perhaps you want to share with us your thoughts and, and anything, any reflections that you have on this proposal? Nothing additional. I think Member Tang and I were hoping for some guidance from CSA on this, given they probably have more experience looking at these, so we're hoping to, this is a helpful anchor number to start with, but okay. it's worth reviewing. Any, any any thoughts that you'd like to share? Um, I don't have much to add. I mean, I think typically, I haven't looked through this that closely, but there's like a comment period from, you know, potential proposers. So I think if we get feedback that, you know, that's really not adequate, we can consider making an adjustment at some point. Okay, thank you. Um, uh, maybe I can 
share a couple of thoughts that I have on on on, on overall the 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 the, the draft RFP. So, in, in the big picture, POC has a lot of infrastructure, mm -hmm. and I think the danger here is trying to boil the ocean and do too much all at once. Right. Um, because we're really looking at whether does that infrastructure perform the way it was intended and whether it is maintained as is intended. So that alone leads me to think that maybe we want to have a phased approach where we pick one piece of infrastructure, we look at it, and then we go and we pick another piece of infrastructure. Um, that might be high risk or that may really warrant this kind of work. Um, and probably this requires an engineering firm not an accounting firm. Yeah. An engineering firm that will do a site visit will actually show up somewhere, call it a Tesla plant or Shaughnessy Dam or somewhere else and really look at the performance mm -hmm. of those those projects. Um, so a phased approach in my mind is probably best. We can try with one project, see how it works out and then learn as we go and do another one. I don't think two years is gonna be enough given our experience with the audit. Mm -hmm. This has been going on the audit. I think you know the time we actually started was about three years ago with this, and we're still going through it right now. Uh, we're almost done with audit two. We still have audit three to go. And my last thought is, I don't think two hundred fifty thousand dollars will get us very far for something like this. Because if we have an engineering firm that's going to show up, we're going to have to look at all the records. Just a financial audit. It doesn't require side visits interview with yeah. staff and teams is 400k it might be might be more I agree um, and also um, I think probably do you guys think would be helpful for us when we could talk about like this is a, like two-year term would that be helpful for us to also specify like at least certain number of in infrastructure need to be evaluated and completed in this phase or <laughs> within this contract because it's not is not currently included in there. This yeah. indicates the number of infrastructure we want them. And it may be like the audits, right? So we, we do a risk assessment and we pick one and then we learn and then the second time around, based on that learning, we pick a different one. Mm -hmm. So it gives us enough. Do you think maybe there should be some sample of, you know, a water project, a wastewater and power project, at least in the first round? Yeah. Well, they can only look at project conclude like right yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, okay yeah yeah um, this is my first time doing this from a uh, public perspective but I've been a service provider for 12 years right and my experience is that I work for Accenture right and we would only go into these RFPs if there was an opportunity for us to engage long term we would not do any short-term one-time one, one yeah. projects where sort of the lowest bidder would win. And the result of that for the entity that you know, puts out the projects, you will get what you pay for. You know? mm -hmm. So if I think the message we want to send is that this is a maybe a, a longer-term project. You know, we're looking for a relationship. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, Winnie, if 250k is right or wrong. We, we would have to rely on you, right? Like I don't, I don't know what the level is, but it seems low to me, just like mm -hmm. with all the work we've done, right? But I, I don't, I don't have the numbers of what we have available for budget. A smart contractor would go into 
the Arbok, uh, uh, um, whatever, when it happened 20 years ago. Like, you know, how much budget is available, and then try to calculate that, what's available. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think if I were a service provider, it's kind of long story short, I would look at that, okay, is this a long-term opportunity for me to establish a relationship and get this business? And is it enough for me to cover the type of expenses that I will incur to do a good job? That's, that's sort of how I look at it. I don't know if this is helpful, but... Um, well, I think I saw something in the RFP that mentioned that, you know, this can be used by other city departments or other agencies. Um, so maybe, you know, we may want to telegraph this to, I don't know, other cities, to the airport or other large um, infrastructure uh, capital enterprise departments within the city um, to see if they would be interested in kind of piggybacking on this, um, which again could help, you know, uh, drive up interest among uh, proposers if they know there were other opportunities down the road. That's essentially just to make sure that the same provider doesn't offer the same service to another city entity but at a higher rate. Okay. I think that's how I read that. <clears throat> Uh, another thought that just came right now, I think it's important for us to really think about the division of church and state mm -hmm. uh, so that the engineering firm that is going to do this work is not an engineering firm that actually built it or is maintaining <laughs> it or is a subcontractor, right? Yeah. So we want to make sure that it is truly independent, ideally a national firm that has never really done this kind of work here. So they know how to do it, but they don't have all the legacy of being affiliated with some of these projects. To really get a truly independent type of type of review. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if, if CSA is taking notes of this conversation, or maybe Member Tang, you're doing that to provide input to CSA. Yeah. Um. No, so I can take notes. Please take notes. Okay, um, I'm taking notes as well. Oh, you are great. Uh, this is a great conversation. Anything else, maybe Member Camp or Holber, any or Lucy, that you think might be helpful as we proceed with this? Um, I just got a question around the scoring, and maybe this isn't extremely important, but just curious as to is that a typical scoring, um, uh, like allocation, right? It was 100 for the oral presentation, essentially five for the cost proposal, and 95 for the kind of process proposal. I'm not sure what the right term is. Is that how CSA typically does it? Um, so you're talking about on page six in terms of the written proposal, the cost, and the oral. Yeah. Um, so the written proposal is divided up uh, further in terms of the firm qualification, the approach, and the team, the qualified team. Um, currently, you know, we it, it this is general. We can always revise it. Um, so, you know, if the team, if the members believe certain aspect is more important, we can definitely revise it. No, thank you. I, I'm just wondering if this is a, a this allocation of points is used commonly or elsewhere. It, it just struck me that you could really crush it on the oral interview and do nothing on the rest and win? I think the oral is only for the top three proposers, right? So you have to kind of qualify. Okay, to the oral. So even get to the... And I've reviewed other well, in the city, and this looks fairly typical. Okay. And actually, the oral interview is optional, and that's one of the questions that I wanted to ask the members to, you know, to 
determine if the members want oral interviews. And Winnie, so please correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we did oral interview for um, the RF the RFP for the current audit bond audit. Did we? We did not. Yeah. Is there any review recall with what that us uh, choose not to do an oral interview? Um. We checked with the members at the time, um, and we just decided not to. Okay. But you know, like I said, we we can because this one's more unique because of the request for the RFP. It might be a good idea to interview the firms. A question for CSA: Have you seen this kind of RFP before? I mean, what what Arbok is setting out to do. Have you seen this being done before, or is this something new? It's definitely something new for CSA. Um, this may, because this is more like Gizem was more of a consultant report, uh, more engineering assessment. This is not a typical audit. Um, and we're not requiring that it follow audit standards because we, we it's most likely it won't follow audit standards and it's more of a um, consultant type work. Got it. So CSA, I'm assuming because of that, probably CSA doesn't have an existing relation with several providers. For this no, company. we do not. We have to source new people to do this kind of thing. This is what has been also my next question, like how do we make sure this gets in front of the right contractors? Yeah. yeah. We had one present. So yeah, we had Dewberry, the one who did work for the federal government. Um, yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you. Anything else on this topic? Member um, uh, Tank, do you feel like you got the input you needed from the committee? Um, I actually, I do have one more question, uh, like for for committee as well. So I feel like um, we did um, the, the current draft does not emphasize the risk assessment part because obviously we are not identifying. What contract? Uh, what infrastructure we want this consultant to start with? So, so we are relying on the consultant to perform a risk assessment similar to how um, the accounting firm did for us on the bond audit side. So, what we are relying on them to identify all the risk factors um, and also criteria need to be evaluated so they can determine what are the top um, infrastructure we they should start with in at phase one. So I believe I suggest to emphasize on the risk assessment part um, in this RFP and uh, specifically identify them um, in um, the service request, like the yeah. For example, for example, on page oh, page number like page four of the RFP. So like under service request, a service request and the first bullet point. Um, no, actually the first paragraph under service request. Um, currently we say the third line we say to provide proposals for professional consult consulting services to evaluate SFPC's water wastewater power infrastructure. So I wanted to to say like to professional consulting services to conduct a risk assessment of SFPUC's infrastructure funded and then determine the appropriate 
methodology to select infrastructure and perform the evaluation. So this is like three steps until when they are ready to perform the evaluation. So I would like to specify that. That's one of the reasons I'm afraid the 250,000 is, yeah, is not enough because it's going to be a lot of the heavy lifting, especially the risk assessment. Okay. Thank you for and, that. Uh, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can I ask? So, is the idea is is do the members want this project to to uh as, you know relate similar to the audit framework where there's various frames and then for them to do the risk assessment and they determine the specific infrastructure with the highest risk and then to review those first. I believe so. That's what I just heard in this conversation right now. Okay. And, and part of the reason for that is that PUC has a lot of infrastructure, uh, and each infrastructure is very different from the other, with very different risk profiles. And, and at some point, the committee, together with CSA and, and the firm that we might select, will have to make a call and pick one or two or whatever number of projects that we're going to be looking at. Yeah. And there has to be some logic behind it. Right that we're going to have to discuss at that time. So PUC has like a capital plan and, you know, I don't know if there are people in the room now who have much insight into that, but, you know, I, I think there's certainly some, you know, method to the madness of determining like which asset is going to be, you know, modernized and renovated next and what's then next on the plan after that and what's after that. And there's probably some type of cost benefit analysis that is done, you know, to determine that. Um, I don't know where I'm really going <laughs> with this comment, but um, I, I just wonder, like, in terms of, like, the risk assessment, is there much that a third party would be able to do that hasn't already been done, I guess, by PUC internally, other than maybe, you know, another set of eyes on, on all of this? Um, just in the interest of time, uh, Member Tang, would you like to share with the committee an updated version of this RFP at the next meeting for continued discussion or potentially proceeding? <laughs> uh, I think that would be a question for Winnie. <laughs> Winnie, do you think we can, maybe we can schedule some time, like you, me, and um, Ruthie, um, so we can so we can get together and make sure we have uh, we have, yeah, we have collected all the feedback received today, so Winnie can help us uh, with the second draft. Would that work for you, Winnie? Yes. Okay. That, and then that would be great. In August. Yeah. Okay. By the way, there's a lot of work that has gone into this document. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Great. So sounds like we'll, uh, we'll continue this item to the next meeting. Um, may I have a motion and a second, please? Uh, so moved. And this is a motion to continue to the next meeting? Yes, please. Motion to continue. Is there any public comment on this matter? Uh, yes, David Pilpel. Please proceed. Uh, so thank you for the discussion. Uh, some comments on the uh, draft uh, RFP and uh, related thoughts. 
on page one, the background of the PUC discusses three enterprises and refers to the Hetch Hetchy enterprise. I wouldn't put it that way. I would call it the power enterprise, and I would uh, reassign Hetch Hetchy water to within the water enterprise. I understand that the bonds are structured a little differently than the three enterprises, but there really is not currently a Hetch Hetchy enterprise as such uh, within PUC. Um, on the schedule on page three, although the tentative dates are obviously TBD, if the next um, iteration of this could uh, indicate what a possible time frame is, like you know from uh, the RFP uh, issued plus three months or plus six months or whatever, just to get a sense of um, what the time frame is from start to finish and the various uh, items uh, within. On the scope, I would be uh, very clear, and maybe this is uh, starting on page four with the uh, services requested, um, that this is, although important, it's narrow to just cover revenue bond funded assets. This is not a broad um, uh, piece of consultant work as to all uh, assets of the PUC. It's really focused on revenue bond funded assets within this committee's uh, purview. On the general topic of asset management, um, I might check with the uh, asset management folks at PUC in finance and perhaps in the, the three enterprises on their uh, thoughts. So anything that they would like uh, looked at perhaps could be uh, looked at here um, from an outside consultant. Um, I'm interested in life expectancy by asset type and that may vary depending on uh, conditions in the field, but I would assume that there are different life expectancies for uh, buildings and pipelines and dams and, and items within and treatment plants and items within each of those major assets, uh, sub-assets. So something about the life expectancy by asset type, ways to extend uh, asset life and uh, classifying criticality of assets, which things should run to failure, which things should be replaced or addressed prior to uh, failure, et cetera. Um, adequate staff and training, whether that's in place for uh, each of the assets, those kinds of issues about asset management. And just finally, that the final report, uh, and let me see if I can find the page reference on that. Uh, oh, and I like that task two um, has a, a presentation to staff and ARBOC as an, an initial check-in before they do the deep dive. Uh, so thank you for that. On task four, the final report, um, that there may be one or more presentations to the Board of Supervisors or a committee thereof is at the bottom of page five. I would just suggest that that also incorporate a possible presentation of the PUC Commission. I think the PUC Commission may be a better place for that. Okay, thanks for listening. Thank you. Are there any other speakers? If you're on the, on the computer with us, you can raise your hand. And I will so note it that you can make comment on this. I'll give you a moment. I do not see any uh, raised hands. I believe we can close public comment. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Yes, uh, on the motion to continue the matter to the next meeting of the Revenue Bond Oversight Committee, is there any objections by members of the committee? There being no objection, the matter is uh, approved by a uh, same house, same call. There are no objections. Uh, the member, the matter is approved uh, by unanimous vote. 
Next on the agenda is item number five. Me, can I make a? Can I have a request? Uh, in connect uh, associate with the uh, Can I have a request to the the debt team? Like um, so now we know what's the current funds available to the RVOC as of June 2022 based on the recent annual report, which is about two million dollars. Is it possible to also provide us like the um, projected funds available for the next five years based on the new debt issuance? So that way we know are there any you know well, you know additional funds available to us to help us uh, consider what's the best um, um, contract amount most appropriate contract amount for this contract. Does that make sense to the committee? Yes, I mean, uh, we can certainly do that and, and, and work with PUC on that. Um, so let's take that offline and we can uh, we can work through that and hopefully have that information by the next meeting. Um, uh, Mr. Clark, back to you so we stay in sequence. Okay. Uh, we had Item next five agenda item. is uh, Revenue Mind Oversight Committee site visit report. All right, site visit report. Thank you for that. So, um, just background for the um, for the overall group on this call. Uh, we had three members of our um, of ARBOC that visited uh, PUC facilities in Hetchetchi and Upcountry, which is wonderful. So uh, I will just turn it over to them to share their report on their experiences, what they saw, and any comments they would like to share with the committee. I really want to thank um, particularly Allison and the general manager. Richie, they did an incredible job really answering every question that at least I could think of. Um, and their knowledge, obviously, of the system is really encyclopedic, so it, was, it made for a really fascinating trip and very insightful and just kind of connecting more tangibly like what it is we're, we're meant to oversee and understand. Um, so just want to share my appreciation for the folks who made it happen. It was really incredible. Yeah, it was a really eye-opening experience. I mean, I think a lot of people don't really know, you know, <laughs> where the water comes from, or they know it comes from somewhere in, around Yosemite, a place called Hetch Hetchy, but everything that it takes to get from, you know, up in the mountains to your tap is really quite uh, <laughs> a heroic endeavor. Um, and it was also, you know, the other thing that was amazing about it is, you know, we received these diagrams about, you know, all the different steps along the way, the various assets that they have. And we saw a lot on our tour, but there's also so much that we didn't see that, you know, was alluded to the Priest Reservoir, the Kirkwood Powerhouse, the other uh, Cherry and Eleanor um, reservoirs, um, that it's really, um, you know, without actually seeing this, all this in person, it's hard to kind of grasp the totality of the system, and um, and there's just so much even that we weren't able to see on the trip, uh, which really adds to that. Uh, yeah, I think the uh, picking up on picking up on the last point. I'm looking at the map off my screen. I guess that's what we're looking mm -hmm. at. These are I don't know if you see this map, mm -hmm. but you can check it out online. I've looked at that map so many times, trying to compartmentalize all of our assets, and it doesn't work if you try to memorize it. What does work, if you go on a trip like this, where you sort of start the story, ironically, with you start with the end, right? You start with uh, uh, the reservoir and the mm -hmm. sunset, right? Mm -hmm. That's where it all ends up, right? And then you work your way up all the way 
to Hetch Hetchy and you stop at the different points within the infrastructure where some piece of transformation happens, right? And so just getting that and seeing these things is super useful. Coming back to our next audit was also, it became very clear that power has been getting the least attention out of all these pieces in the equation, right? It was very visible with some moccasins. Looking at the old power plant, existing turbine, I think they're like, how many, 40, 40 years of use? From the 60s. From the 1960s, I think. Yeah, yeah. Good, good German turbines, by the way, <laughs> AEG. But, uh, and so it's, it's these anecdotes that put a lot of the work we're doing into context. So I think it was phenomenal. I wish I would have done it much sooner. Um, I think it makes everyone more productive. And someone asked me, like, well, what's the most, uh, like, the most interesting or the most, uh, uh, whatever, outstanding piece? And I think it's a whole system overall, how it all works together, how you get water from A to B. So everything in itself is very impressive. But I thought the people were doing all this work. Like that for me was the most uh, impressive piece because they were really on top of their game. So Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for that update and for sharing what you experienced and what you saw during this, uh, this, uh, this visit. Uh, Member Tang, any 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 reflection or reactions to what you just heard, and you want to share with the committee? Or that just reminded me how I feel about it when I went to the tour many years ago, and I'm so glad you three um, were able to make it. And I hopefully there will be another opportunity coming up, so I can I can also revisit that um, magnificent um, water system. Yeah. So. And a couple of our finance. Staffers joined as well, so I don't know if you have any additional uh, comments. I just, you know, there's a lot of water. David uh, Pilpel, very briefly. Uh, I'm a bit jealous of uh, those of you who got to go. Uh, I've been up there a couple of times, not recently. Hope to get up there again sometime. Um, uh, the old Moccasin Powerhouse is one of my uh, favorites, but uh, frankly, standing on the dam, you know, at 10 o'clock at night, looking up at the moon, uh, is about as you know magical as it gets. So um, I, I hope you had that opportunity and. I hope we all can uh, get up there uh, again when possible. It, it really is a, a magnificent system that was designed and delivered for us and, and for which I think we all have responsibilities to steward appropriately. So um, hope you enjoyed the tour. Thanks for listening. Okay. Just to check if you'd like to make a comment and you're joining us online, you can raise your hand now to indicate you'd like to make public comment. 
Okay, I do not see any additional public comment. We can close public comment and no action is taken on this matter. Well, thank you, Mr. Clerk. Uh, now we have the next agenda item, which is approval of the minutes. Item number six, approval of the minutes from May 9th, 2023. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Uh, are there, does the committee have any, any comments on the minutes? If not, may I have a motion in a second, please? Uh, on the motion to approve the minutes, uh, moved by Member Vuthi, second by Member Camp. Is there any public comment on that matter? Uh, yes, David Pilpel. Please proceed. Okay. Uh, just a, some minor uh, items on the cover page or uh, page one. I'm not sure if submission needs to be included in the uh, minutes. Instead, I would include the um, full list of the um, seven members or the, the seats with the members uh, serving so that the first reference is uh, more clear. Um, on item two, one moment. On item two, public comment, not mine, but uh, Eileen Boken's uh, comment relative to the Oceanside plant. It's actually the Oceanside wastewater uh, treatment plant, not water. On item three, the top of page two, the, the Hunter Wang paragraph, um, the end of the second sentence should have a period. Um, on item eight, I think this is the only reference to Clerk Carroll, um, so I, I might uh, rephrase that to say Arbach Clerk uh, John Carroll indicated blah, 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 because otherwise it's not particularly clear for the historical record. Uh, those are my only comments on the minutes. Thanks for listening. Thank you. In regards to those suggestions, I don't have issues with the majority of them, but I will leave it up to the members to decide if you want to leave the mission statement in the minutes. I think we should leave it in there because you never know when a new person comes in and sees things. I remember from one public meeting there, where there was one question, what are these people doing, right? And that person has no contact, and that's on that person. So I think we should leave it at that. Yes, and is there any objection to adding uh, members' names to the minutes? I think that's a good Okay, and the other ones I do believe are valid. Yes, yes. would you like to uh, change the motion to uh, amend as suggested? Uh, I make a motion to accept the I believe it was by Member Ruthie. Oh, sorry. I, mean, <laughs> I second, sorry. Um, to yeah, accept the recommendation. Yeah, accept the recommendation. As amended. <clears throat> uh, as second. The second agrees. Uh, the motion is to approve the minutes as amended. Is there any objection by members of the committee? There being no objection, uh, the, we can approve this matter. Same house, same call. Approved by all members uh, with no objection. Next on the agendas, I believe we missed a, uh, a number. Uh, announcements lost its number somehow. So the mystery number, announcements, comments, questions, and future agenda items. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Uh, so the next Arbach meeting is in August, is on August 1st. Arbach is not meeting in uh, uh, July uh, because we know we will not have quorum for that uh, time. Um, 
Does the committee have any, any or, or PUC or, or CSA or others have any questions, thoughts, suggestions about the topics that we're tracking for potential future agenda items? Anything that the committee or, or PUC would like to flag or, or suggest for the future? Hearing none, uh, our meeting is uh, adjourned. Uh, not yet. Public no, not yet. Comment. Sorry. Public comment. Yes. Apologies. Mr. Philbo, do you have any comments? Uh, enjoy your summer. See you in two months. Okay. We'll consider that uh, none. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Next on the agenda is item seven, adjournment. Uh, this meeting is adjourned. Thank you all for all the great work that went into this. Thank and you. have a great summer. Yes. Thanks, everyone.